Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And I'm so happy to be with you today. You know, this program is all about bringing you the best of the best in terms of empowerment, positive psychology, um, doing the best you can. And again, the name of the show, Patricia Raskin Positive Living, because that's what we try to do. And I'm in my 20th year working with Voice America and having this program and interviewing just amazing people to inspire you. And today's no exception. Today, we're actually going to talk about, um, you know, breath. We're going to talk about meditation. We're going to talk about relaxation and calming ourselves. There's been so much stress in the world, particularly with COVID in the last year. And so we have a wonderful guest to really talk about this. My guest is Margaret Wolf, and her book is Coming Home, Finding Shelter in the Love and Wisdom of the Paramahansa Yogananda. And she offers a modern-day stories of spiritual awakening that reflect what she sees now is the most creative and transformative experience that life can offer, developing an intimate partnership with the, indivis- the indivisible God or the invisible God of one's heart. Margaret Wolf is the author of 21 books, including In Sweet Company, Conversations with Extraordinary Women About Living a Spiritual Life. She's written 150-plus blogs, stories, interviews, and essays for outlets ranging from BeliefNet to Yoga International to Chicken Soup for the Soul to Collective Women's Initiatives and Feminist.com. She earned degrees in art therapy, psychosynthesis, and leadership studies, and she uses her passions for storytelling and conversations that matter as catalysts to help others connect with their best instincts and chart the life that they long to need, long to lead. She has facilitated more than 250 keynotes and retreats for organizations such as the Parliament of World Religions, UCLA Neuropsychiatric Institute, and the American Montessori Society, and served as a delegate to the United Nations Conference, the Global Peace Initiative of Women in Geneva. That's quite an amazing, quite amazing work, Margaret. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Makes me tired just hearing it. (laughs) Wow. It's really, really a lot, you know. And, um, you know, what's really interesting, I think I just want to um, kind of put this into context because, you Mm -hmm. know, for the first Mm -hmm. time in history in the modern world, you know, a global social, political, environmental rupture has made the fundamental yearning for something to believe in, you know, even more part of our discourse than ever before. So words such as meditation and spirituality versus religion are now t- people are talking about it. You know, and in a recent study by the Fester Fetzer Institute, 86% of the respondents identify as being spiritual. 86. 60% aspire to be more spiritual and 50% have regular transcendental uh, or transcendent experiences. So that's pretty amazing. And I know that you found your path, your spiritual path, in the mid-70s. So enough of me talking, and let's first talk to you about this wonderful, um, you know, this really very special book that we're talking about, and it's Coming Home, Finding Shelter in the Love and Wisdom of the Paramahansa Yogananda. All right. So, has this has twenty twenty? Um, do you think it's ushered in? I mean, I read all about it just now, but do you think it's it's entered in an era of a renewed union, union and yearning? 
kind of a a renewed union with our sort of spiritual self, a yearning for something to believe in. What do you think has been going on in this last year with COVID in terms of bringing us back to spirituality? Well, I think people have always been looking for answers to the big questions since the beginning of time. That's really nothing new. But COVID pulled the rugs out from under us and made this fundamental yearning for something to believe in more operative. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, you know, we've all turned to um, outer things to keep us busy and keep us happy, and now we know that it's not money, it's not family, it's not job, it's not, the, you know, all this stuff. Uh, that keeps us going because all of these things have been in one way or another temporarily taken from us. And so the big question is that people are starting to think about is do we continue to wait for circumstances outside ourselves to change and make us happy or do we move to the hub of our lives within us, the deepest part within us, and harvest a life that we've always felt was calling us. You know, I think everybody has felt that there was something special about them, something wonderful, something great, something unique in that you know, that was waiting for them or that was inside of them. But because that's not really something that's part of our everyday conversation or part of taught in school, it's, you know, it's, it's not something that we talk about. And we've all had experiences of, of uh, grace, transcendent experiences, but we don't have a language to talk about it. And I think now one of the things that's happening is COVID is, is, has allowed us to begin to ask those questions again and to initiate conversations uh, among our family and friends, people who are close to us, to, um, you know, to look and see what other people are thinking, to understand that we're not alone in this quest. And, I, and that's something that's really important about, about stories, about why our stories are important. Um, you know, we need to ask yeah, I want to add this. No, no, it's okay. I just want to add this to what you're saying. Now, I do a lot of webinars uh, about COVID, you know, in corporations. Uh-huh. And one of the things that uh-huh. we're really talking about is how people, we've taken things for granted, like our family, like our homes, that we have food, sure. right? That we have shelter, that we have jobs. And now during COVID, people are now looking at that differently. They're saying, oh, you know what? Aren't I lucky? I mean, all of a sudden, more gratitude is coming in since COVID than I think happened before. What do you think? I think so, too. I think it's and it's gratitude for the small things. You know, an occasional um, running into somebody in a doctor's office or in a, you know, in a drugstore or supermarket or something that you know that you haven't seen for a long time. It's, it's the desire for connection. 
it's important to take time and be by ourselves and, uh, you know, and really reflect on our lives and think about our lives and see, be able to discern what, what's sacred to us. And so now we know, and since that's a difficult discussion to have with other people, what's um, interesting to me is that now a lot of us know uh, what's not sacred, uh, and and so that prompts us to begin to say, okay, this is what I don't want in my life. I don't want all this isolation. I don't want, you know, all this party line stuff from people who are telling me things that are not authentic or not true. I want, you know, I want to be with people in a very authentic and vulnerable way. And I don't mean vulnerable in the sense that you're, you know, uh, casting your pearls before swine, but that oh. you're really saying, wow, you know, I feel scared about this, or I I wonder about this, or this is something that um, causes me some concern. And you begin to have those kinds of dialogues, and it's an amazing thing to understand and experience that you're not alone in your feelings. Right, exactly. And and that's very important, and I think that's what's happened in a lot of, you know, webinars and seminars that I'm doing is people are now talking because they think there's something not wrong with them, but there's so much anxiousness, and a lot of people aren't expressing it or they're just feeling isolated. There's so much feeling of isolation. But I think the more we can talk and the more we can be open with each other and connect with each other, that's going to make such a big difference. And I know, you know, that's your work. That's what you talk about. Yeah, that's what I talk about, and that's what I write about, and that's what I live. I teach, too. I do, you know, seminars and retreats also, But and this is what it's all about. It's about okay. getting, in, for me, the way I frame it, because I am a storyteller primarily, mm-hmm. uh, it's about getting in touch with your own story and realizing that your mistakes and your fears and your challenges are part of your story, are part of every story, and that you can use those experiences to find out, again, what you, what is not sacred to you. You know, I'm not going to do this anymore because it right. leads me, you know, get, gets me into trouble in some way. Or, uh, you know, I don't like to be treated like this, so I'm going to seek out people who are, you know, more authentic or more honest. Um and so, as a result, let me ask you a question about that. Um, my question about that is, you know, if you're in a situation, and it could be a work situation, right? could be a family mm-hmm. situation where this is difficult, but you can't get out of it right away, right? So you're in a job or you're in a certain situation, but if you can be aware and you can be looking for ways to change, that can make a difference, right? Because sometimes... We can't leave it right away, even though we want to. What do you think? Right. Well, I think the process, I think leaving is sort of the end result of the process. First, Mm -hmm. you have to be aware of what you like and what you don't like, of what works for you and what doesn't work for you, what you want, how you want to live your life, who you want to be. 
and then once you you understand those things, it gives you voice. It, it begins to give you a voice, and and that that is a very courageous and beautiful process. And then once you you have your voice, then you begin to take a look at what's going on around you. You start by looking at uh, what interests you, what's calling your name, what's grabbing your attention. Mm-hmm. And you begin to follow them, follow that like breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. And you you don't run away from your challenges. You face your challenges and explore your challenges to see what kind of gifts there are. And and, and that leads to a deeper and more meaningful personal courage. And then, you know, the idea really is to take full responsibility for your own life, including uh, your troubles, and stop blaming yourself because you didn't realize, you know, that what was happening was something that you had to do with what you had to learn, what the universe was trying to teach you. You... Uh, start making better choices. You don't hold other people ransom for what they don't know yet or for, or for what happened in your life and for your own choices. I call it big courage. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, and it's an important part of, of claiming who you really are and, and living your life with deep meaning and purpose. And Absolutely. the deeper you go into this whole process, the more rewarding is your harvest, the richer your harvest. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to look at taking a break. When we come back, I want to talk to you about, and I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this correctly, uh-huh. Haramahansa Yogananda. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Haramahansa Yogananda. All right, and, and uh, we really want to look at who, who he is and what are the uh-huh. teachings and what are the teachings and certainly what are the teachings that you talk about, you know, in your book, Coming Home. Um, mm-hmm. Just want to ask you before we go to break, how can people find your book? We're going to come back after break as well, but, and we're going to talk about um, certainly Paramahansa Yogananda and about the book. Good. So how can people find you? <laughs> Okay. How can people find you, Margaret? Oh, I'm sorry. At www.cominghomestories.com. That's the website. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. All right. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back right after the break with Margaret Wolf. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you looking for a happy lifestyle? Now that's a crazy question, isn't it? Everyone wants to be happy, but we struggle in trying to figure out how to get there. 
Want help with that? Then tune in to Say Yes, Be Happy with Natalie Botros. Find out about the Bon Vivant Girl lifestyle and learn how to enjoy every aspect of life and be happy. Say Yes, Be Happy. Listen live every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. I'm Patricia Raskin, and you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Program here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. My guest is Margaret Wolf, and she's the author of the new book, Coming Home, Finding Shelter in the Love and Wisdom of Parmahansa Yogananda. And it's Mm -hmm. a wonderful modern-day stories of spiritual awakening. She's the author of 21 books. And she's written 150 blogs, and she has degrees in art therapy and psychosynthesis and leadership studies. Uh, She's served as a delegate to the United Nations Conference. She's done a lot. So welcome back, Margaret. And tell us about, I'm going to say it, I hope I say it right, Paramahansa Yogananda. All right, go ahead. You did a good job. Thank you. I know, okay. Paramahansa Yogananda uh, is a um, he came to the West from India as a monk of the ancient Swami order in 1893 to lecture at a international conference of religious leaders. He was India's delegate. And he was such a hit, his lecture was such a hit, that he stayed in this country and uh, traveled for the next 32 years around, uh, throughout North America and the world to bring the ancient techniques of yoga meditation to thousands of spiritual seekers of all religions who were searching for something to believe in and wanted to live from their highest potential, then as now. He 
was one of the preeminent spiritual figures of his time, and his book, Autobiography of a Yogi, was hailed as one of the best 100 books of the 20th century. And he went on to write many other books, develop a home study uh, teaching course, uh, give lectures and retreats all around the world. And uh, he passed away in 1952, and his work continues under the auspices of a non-profit, non-sectarian organization that he founded called Self-Realization Fellowship, um, the sole purpose of which is to disseminate his teachings. Wow. Did you ever meet him? No. No. Unfortunately, no. So tell us about how his, how his teachings... Uh, or in your stories and in your book? Well, I am, have always been very interested in spiritual transformation. And uh, uh, I wrote a book several years ago called In Sweet Company that, where I interviewed 14 famous uh, women about how their spiritual lives became the core of their decision-making. Women from a variety of backgrounds, Sister Helen Prejean, the uh, recently passed Olympia Dukakis, um, Rianne Osler, uh, a woman who was the third rabbi, uh, woman rabbi in the world, so on and so forth. And uh, the book came out, and it was a smash, and uh, I've been thinking about what to write next about um, spiritual transformation. That's something that I'm very passionate about, using the creative arts, meditation, so forth. And um, the idea to write this book about how people found their spiritual path became the only thing I could think about. One minute I wasn't thinking about it, the next minute I was. And so what I did was I uh, approached it in a rather unique way. Um, I collected and curated stories, 14 stories, from uh, people of all different walks of life, different ages and races and backgrounds and economic situations and so on and so forth, um, who had all had um, the opportunity and the experience, who took the opportunity when it presented itself to discover from themselves what it was like to receive a divine invitation that really jumpstarts your spiritual life. And the stories themselves are first-hand experiences of spiritual awakening that give voice to this collective hunger for spiritual experience that we were talking about earlier when you talked about the Fetzer study, mm-hmm. about what it's like to put your trust in your inner resources and guidance and court a personal meaningful relationship with the God of your heart. And I focused the story, the, the stories are all, ostensibly, uh, initially, 
externally about how some how these people found their spiritual path. And I wanted to focus on giving that discovery voice. And so I told the story through the lens of one path, Paramahansa Yogananda's Universal Teachings, because it's a church of all religions, and uh, I ended up with 14 heartfelt, funny, wise, courageous accounts of what it's like to say yes to the beauty inside us. And this was all written during the time of COVID when all of these, this inner searching began. And it was just a spectacular experience. The, uh, it, 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 on some level, as I said initially, externally, it was about finding your path. But as I went through the book and writing the book and hearing these beautiful stories of the most sacred experience in these people's lives, it became, the book became something that was very alchemical. I'd love to hear one, Margaret, or just, you know, a part of one that really, uh, you know, so we can really get a sense of this. Uh, this a story of... Um, a story? One of these people... That, yeah, go ahead. Uh, let's see. Um, you know, experience of, of divine grace. You know, just something, an experience that's been, that that's in your book that's really shows that divine grace. Okay. You don't have to read the story. Mm-hmm. Just, just something that kind of gives us, just uh, something that kind of gives us a sense of what that divine grace looks like and sounds like. Okay. Uh, this is from, uh, was told by a, a very prominent uh, Jungian analyst who spoke initially about how, as a young child, his spiritual life was beginning to emerge, but then he had several very painful experiences, lost a beloved brother, lost a beloved grandmother, and uh, he actually said he became a therapist um, in order to uh, try and answer some of the questions, these big questions for him uh, that were still looming in his heart. And his professional life was booming, and he was looking fervently for answers, and uh, his practice was very successful, but his marriage of 15 years was in shambles, and it was coming to an end, and this also was a very painful thing, and he was trying to figure out what his next steps were, drawing and painting uh, a lot to uh, sort through his feelings, and he decided to take an art class to help him figure out what to do. And on the day, uh, now I'm reading, on the day, the first, uh, the first day of class, I walked into the art studio and noticed a woman painting quietly in the back of the room. I didn't know who she was. I looked over to see what she was working on, and she looked up at me, and our eyes locked, and I thought, oh, dear, this is big trouble. There was no question in my mind that she had to be an intimate part of my life, but I uh, had no idea 
uh, you know, what to do. It was terrible. I couldn't catch my breath. It was terrible and beautiful at the same time. And over the so this is me talking. At the over the next few months, he got to know her a little bit, and she gave him a copy of Yogananda's book, Autobiography of a Yogi. And she started, and he started reading it. And uh, at one point, he was out in the woods walking, uh, and all of a sudden, he had this feeling that doors were opening inside of him, and that he could calm himself to the point where I, I meaning him, was able to think about God and actually perceive spirit. And I began to pay attention to who I was as a soul. Everything I did, even the ordinary things I'd always done, had so much meaning for me. This wasn't a permanent state of consciousness, but rather something I knew I moved in and out of. I knew spirit was there, but it was not always available to me, and I missed it when it was gone. It was amazing and unbelievable. It was as if God slipped in when I wasn't watching. Mm. And then he went on to uh, learn more about the teachings of Yogananda, study the, there's a home study course that I mentioned, read more of Yogananda's books, and his whole life began to change. Mm. And he had the answers to the questions that he had always been asking. And like everyone in the book, at some point in the interview that we did together, he said, I felt like I was coming home. Mm. Like I finally knew who I was, where I belonged, how I fit in the universe, who uh, that, that I began and began to develop a loving unconditionally loving relationship with a very intimate divine presence. Mm-hmm. And it, this continued for him for 60 years. Wow. And yeah. deepened. Yeah. And it's really true. I said earlier, the deeper the, the deeper that you go, the richer the harvest. And it's something I say quite often about these stories and about Yogananda's teachings and about the process of meditate, about meditation, learning to meditate, about telling your stories, um, because it opens you. It it allows you to to connect with these parts of you that that we repress, just as we have negative experiences about our mistakes and our challenges, we also have what's called, um, we also do what's called the repression of the sublime. We don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe in that little voice in us that we heard as a kid that said, wow, I'm special and there's something great I'm supposed to do with my life. Because our, our, our environment, our conversations, as I said earlier, doesn't support all of that. But when you, ha- when you meditate, when you find your spiritual path, when you come home, whatever your path is, whether it's Yogananda's path or any other path, if you are sincere and if you long to, t- 
and want to change your longing and drifting into finding, and you want to change your fear into confidence and faith, and you're sincere, you are led to a deeper relationship with a immensely creative and intelligent and kind-hearted being, experience, expression of the divine as you interpret that in your heart that becomes a very um, meaningful and yep. powerful part of your life. All right, we're going to take a break on that note, and we're going to talk when we come back to um, to Margaret about, you know, what suggestions does she have for those interested in embarking on a spiritual path so that instead of, as she said, being fearful and scared, we can then be confident and know that we're going to be okay. And that's a very special feeling. And so it takes years. We're going to talk to her about that and how you develop the meaningful partnership with God, the higher power. So that's going to be in our next segment. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. And my guest today is Margaret Wolf. She found her spiritual path in the mid-70s through a series of seemingful serendipitous encounters that led her to the Indian spiritual master and the pioneering yogi, uh, Paramahansa Yogananda. And her book is Coming Home, Finding Shelter in the Love and Wisdom of Paramahansa Yogananda. And we'll talk more to Margaret right after the break. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. What are the labels that identify us? Who are we and how do we figure out our place in the world? Do we own our narrative? If you were to create your biography today, what would it say about you? Listen for Dropping In with host Diane Dewey, the author of the award-winning memoir, Fixing the Fates. Diane and her guests will give their version of finding themselves. Find out about your authenticity by dropping in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a shakeup in your online entertainment? Then listen for the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's the Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hello, everyone. I'm Patricia Raskin, and I'm we're back. We're back with the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. My guest is Margaret Wolf. Her book is Coming Home, Finding Shelter in the Love and Wisdom of the Paramahansa Yogananda. And she offers 14 modern-day stories of spiritual awakening that reflect what she now sees as the most creative and transformative experience that life can offer, where you develop an intimate partnership with the invisible God of your heart. She's the author of 21 books. She's written 150 blogs. She has contributed to Chicken Soup for the Soul and to many, many others. And she's also been a delegate for the United Nations Conference. She's facilitated more than 250 keynotes and retreats, and the list goes on and on. So welcome back, Margaret. (laughs) So happy to have you. Yeah. All right. So the question is, how do we develop this meaningful partnership you know how do we um get on a spiritual path how are we able to you know take that fear and anxiety and a lot of us have had it during covid and know somehow that we will be okay that sort of groundedness you know that safety and protection protection that we feel and Uh so many don't feel that and you Uh know i to you off off the air, I said, well, you know, I still, and I've been on the planet a long time, and I still struggle with this. And you said, <laughs> it doesn't matter how old you are. You're always going to be searching. So talk about all this, how you find that guidance. Well, I think, first of all, that it's, you know, just because a person is spiritual or, or religious does not mean that they don't have challenges. It's our challenges that teach us what we need to learn and how we need to grow and what we need to, to, how we need to transform. So it's, as far as that's concerned, I think it's important that we just have a, uh, that we just shift our view of what's happening. It doesn't mean if we make a mistake, it doesn't mean that we're bad or wrong. It means that we have something to learn. And if we, uh, you know, and if it goes on a long time, as an example, it means that you, you know, you, there's patience involved. That maybe that's one of the lessons you learn. You know, I I like to think of this as the, you know, as our lives and the experiences that that occur, the good and the challenging ones, is all part of the great economy of God, and that God's going to use whatever he, she, it can. You know, however you you choose to to view the God of your heart. Uh, to teach us to, um, you know, how to improve, because the God that we're seeking is actually also seeking us. It's, a, you know, it's a mutual um, admiration society, and that's another way to shift your perspective. And when you begin to think in terms of, these are the lessons I have to learn, or that, hey, God is trying to get me to pay attention to something, um, so that we can develop this deeper communion, um, it shifts what happens to you. Things still still might hurt, but they don't go on for as long, and they don't go as deep. 
And over mm-hmm. the years, you find that you get, reach a point where you can say, hey, you know what? I did this before. I can do this again. You know, or, mm-hmm. or you learn how to seek out the support that you need. You learn to ask for questions because a lot of times our fears and troubles are because we think we're alone and we don't have the personal courage to reach out and ask for help that we need. And that's a really important, uh, imp- you know, important step. I think we have to pay, as I said earlier, I think we have to pay attention to what's going on in our lives and and ask questions of ourselves and and other people, people that we admire, people who we feel are living a life that we want. And and you can tell those people by looking in the, at the light in their eyes, you know, looking how calm they are, looking at how they move through the world, and ask them to tell you their story, and or ask them if you can tell them your story. The, these stories in Coming Home are so powerful because they're stories of everyday people. And readers, I'm getting emails from all over the world, actually, people saying to me, I saw myself in this story. I know I'm not alone. I know know I'm not the only one. And so telling your stories and thinking about what's happening to you in terms of a chapter in your life helps you begin to mythologize your life rather than catastrophize your life or pathologize your life. Your life. You see things in terms of lessons or morals or life in, in chapters. And this builds a lot of emotional intelligence. The other thing about stories that's really uh, wonderful is that stories are much richer than explanations. Stories come yes. from the same sort of neural neighborhood as meditation does in the brain. All these MRI studies are showing yeah. this, whereas explanations are very left brain. Yes, the story may, of course, and we hear that all the time. I mean, we see that. That's what you remember. You remember the story. I want to share a, a brief sort of um, a caption of, a, of something that happened to me that I think would fit in with this. And it mm-hmm. happened a, a few years ago, but it really was one of these experiences that I, that I think fits in. And it happened at a time where I was having some financial issues in my business and I went, this is really amazing. I went to the post office to get my mail on a Sunday. And in, in walked this gentleman who I'd known for a long time. He knew my family. And we walk outside the post office and he says to me, how are you? And I said, well, we started talking and I, you know, I let him know that I was going through some things. That, you know, it was just, and he, he stopped and he said this to me. Really? He said, you are such a wonderful person. He said, how can I help you? What can I, what do you need? And the next day came over with a check. Can you imagine this? <gasps> I mean, oh, this yes, was like, I can. I, yes. It, yes. It was, I, know, it, so, I, I have had that experience myself. 
So I know that it's true. Ah. Oh, and I... It was... You know... Yeah, I mean, it just... So, out of the blue. But maybe blue. not. You see, if you well, look at this in terms uh, yeah, of your story... I, I looked up and, yeah, I looked up and I said, that's my dad, because my dad was a friend of his. And so I looked at my father's past. I said, it's my dad. And, and he said to me, no, it's not. It's God. <laughs> Ah. But yeah, yeah, it was it was really pretty amazing. Hmm. That's lovely, and I, I, you know, I think that's a breadcrumb, Patricia. I would I would look at that and say that's a breadcrumb. It's it, it, which would to me be an indication of how important it is to tell your story, to find other people who you can tell your story to. And it's not that everybody's going to give you a check every time you tell the story. No, but your stories build bridges. They, they build inner bridges that are called, uh, of thought, that are called synapses. Sometimes just speaking them aloud, uh, you know, helps you to anchor your story and leads you to the, the next thing you have to do. That's a synapse. But they also bring up, you know, stories when you tell them. They also are a bridge to other opportunities. And uh, it helps you begin to create order and meaning from what's happening in your life. Right. And I think there was a deeper message there for me, which is I will always be taken care of no matter what the situation. I will always be okay. Uh, mm -hmm. And it happens. Happens. It, it things come out of the blue in in many different areas, you know, and it's in th- that aren't expected. It's so for me. The lesson is: how do you calm down, keep doing everything you're doing, and know you'll be okay without that anxiety? That for me is the lesson, right. and it's not just for me; it's for so many of us. Yes. Well, you you made your foray into this, and 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 you got a very powerful and beautiful lesson. And now, the next time you feel anxious or concerned about things, go back and relive that story. Go back and put yourself in that, you know, in that situation. Close your eyes and visualize what happened. And it will lift your heart and give you the confidence and courage to, to move forward yeah. into whatever else now is, is your next. Yeah. But yeah. you have to create the uh, the sense of um, positive hope and possibilities in your life. That's what it, you know. It, it, we have to. That's what accepting the responsibility for our lives is all about. If we continue to stay in our fear and anxiety, we continue to blame others, that's not a positive environment, it's not a positive magnet you know, to attract to you the things that you need. Right. Or so not blame others, but sometimes blame yourself. That's another part of that, too, that I think can come up. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's a very common thing. So, Margaret, we've got you know, a few minutes left. What, what is your message for our listeners? What, what would you like to leave our listeners with today in terms of coming home, being peaceful, finding that groundedness? What would you say? The stories help in coming home help you find your voice. And this gives you courage. And it's that kind of courage that allows you to 
experience, push the edge of your own envelope and experience who you really are. Joseph Campbell, the great mythologist, said, everybody really wants to become the hero of their own life. And I just think it's a fabulous uh, statement on his part. And then I remember when I saw, um, I guess it was at uh, the acceptance speech when President Biden accepted uh, the um, nomination, either either accepted the nomination or 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 uh, or spoke after he won the election. He was talking about all the things that he was going to do, and you know, um, but he made this beautiful, apolitical positive, spiritual, deep statement, and he, he just looked in the camera and said, my whole soul is into this. I'm yes. giving my whole soul to this process. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could all live like that? Have, have the confidence and the faith and the daring and the wisdom to put our whole soul into something. And that's what the stories in Coming Home are all about. That's beautiful. How can people find you, Margaret? www.cominghomestories.com Okay. And, all right. And then can people write to you as well? Sure. People can, there, uh, if you go onto my website, there's... Um, my email is at the bottom of the website, and please send me a note. Okay. I, I really want to uh, thank you for coming on the program. I mean, it was very inspirational, um, and I, I really encourage people to get this wonderful book, Coming Home. It was really great. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you. I really right. enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. Stay on the line for a minute, Margaret. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. And I just wanted to say this. uh, If you'd like to contact me, you can contact me at Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com and get a copy of my newsletter every month. Also, if you're thinking of doing your own podcast and would like to get your voice out there, I help people put those together. So contact me. You can also contact me on Facebook, and that would be Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. And it's always an honor and a pleasure to be with you each week. Remember, folks, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and really know that you can make your dreams come true because you can. And uh, check out um, the shows on Voice America. There are so many wonderful programs. And all of my shows are archived, so you can also listen to those on as well. And again, thank you to Margaret Wolf for coming on the program today. Until next week, I'm going to say bye for now. I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.